Welcome to the United We Pledge podcast, a place where we explore the way we can work together in our communities to fulfill our mission of shared responsibility and allegiance to the traditional American values of freedom, family, and faith. This is the place where we accept our duty to be constitutional, law-abiding citizens. You are invited to join us as we meet individuals who are fulfilling and pledging themselves and their resources to this mission. Each week, we will tell the great American story that will inspire you and the next generation to stand united and pledge allegiance to this great nation. In today's episode, we introduce you to the American Village and the journey that United We Pledge is taking to bring the Village West. If you haven't yet had the opportunity to listen to our first episode, now is a great time to hit pause and start there. In that first podcast, we introduced you to the American Village and the story of how United We Pledge founder and Balance of Nature CEO Lex Howard felt inspired after he visited the American Village because what he saw in the rolling hills of Alabama really made him commit to expanding this American village to the West. The American village originally opened its doors November 30th, 1999, in no small part because of the vision and relentless efforts of Tom Walker, the village's founder. Walking onto the campus of the American Village in Montevallo, Alabama is taking a step back into the greatest American moments. Individuals, families, church groups, and school children, they get to walk amongst recreations of historical landmarks like Independence Hall, like Mount Vernon, the Oval Office, all in a single visit. And they get to interact with characters who lived this American story. So the American Village is a place of learning. It's a place of awakening for the American spirit. And today on the podcast, we are so excited to introduce you to Tom Walker, the founder of the American Village. And Tom has this bio that is just absolutely incredible. And just a few things that I want to point out, Tom, because this is so important. You, in 2017, you were one of only 16 people who were appointed by congressional leaders here in the U.S. to be on the semi-quincentennial commission. That's the 250th, nation's 250th birthday commission in leading that charge for the commemoration of American independence in 2026, which is going to be such a special thing. I know for United We Pledge, it's something we're working towards and that we get to be on the coattails of you with this as well is just an amazing thing. Tom Walker's also been the recipient of the Daughters of the American Revolution Medal of Honor and the Sons of the American Revolution Gold Citizenship Medal. And he's done so much locally in and around Alabama and Birmingham there. He was the Birmingham Citizen of the Year, nominated by the Women's Committee of Birmingham. So Tom, you've got a lot of things, a lot of just um, your amazing patriot. And we are so excited to welcome you to this United We Pledge podcast. Well, thank you, Colleen. Appreciate the opportunity to visit with you today and introducing the many friends that you all have uh, to the American Village. A special place, and we're so excited that Lex Howard and United We Pledge has uh, embraced the idea and the idea of creating better understanding of America's rich story and of the founding principles and animating young people to know their their country and to love it and to serve it. I'm just in awe of what is underway that Lex has initiated. It's just just, uh, very inspiring to us. 
Well, it is inspired, and, and Lex himself said how inspired he was when he was able to visit your American village. And can you kind of take us back, Tom, to where the idea for the American village came from? I mean, you've been a longtime patriot, but where did this initial concept of bringing these recreations of historical places and people into one place come from for you? Well, my wife and I have have three children. Um, they're hardly children now. They're grown adults, but you could see years where they had stronger teachers in American history and civics and years in which they really didn't have exposure to that. And I was blessed growing up by my parents and by um, my grandparents, all four of them, who in different ways embodied what I thought was the American spirit. And I just felt like that it was very important as the national studies were showing our knowledge of America's founding and that that was fading. And this was in the really early, I mean, the late 1980s when I first started conceiving this. And uh, study after study continued to show a slide in what we knew And um, I've often said that young people cannot defend what they don't cherish, and they cannot cherish what they do not know. And so if we are not conveying, for instance, the stories of D-Day, how one miraculous delivery of human beings across the world from the darkness of despotism, how that generation save the day at great sacrifice, then we lose part of our our inward motivation that liberty in this country are very much worth defending. And um, that's a long answer, and I apologize, but I, I did it on a pulpit. <laughs> No, no, but you know what that luckily this is our this is our soapbox that we can stand on and I I think it's so important how because of your children, you know, seeing your children and their experience that that's really what motivated you and you know as as a granddaughter of a World War II veteran I remember growing up and, and hearing that my grandfather had served and he had served down in Midway and things like that. But I don't think I really had an appreciation for what he did until I went back to Washington, D.C. And I experienced some of the memorials and some of the the things back there that that really had a special spirit to them that really solidified in my heart that, you know, my grandfather really went through a lot for me to be here doing what I'm doing in this country. And so that's really what you're talking about, right? Yes. So many of the World War II veterans, my dad was one, served in the U.S. Navy in the Pacific in World War II. Well, 16 million-plus Americans fought in that engagement, and so many made the ultimate sacrifice. And you have to keep these landmark moments in our consciousness they inform our spirit. And, you know, I, my dear grandmother uh, on my mother's side suffered from Alzheimer's, and it's an insidious disease for anyone who has any family member or friend undergoing it. Gradually, she lost 
her memory of names. And I knew as a young person, the day was coming that she would no longer know who I was. And that day came and it was such a bittersweet day. I just wept that day. Selfishly, I did not know there was a worse day coming. And that was the day that she no longer knew who she was. And I think American society has tendencies right now that we have these facades of buildings that represent something. But if we lose our memory, we have lost what informs our very identity as Americans. And it is in liberty that we have been united as a people. Not everyone achieved it at the same time. There were civil rights warriors who battled to get the basic rights. But it's a common theme song. So from Concord Bridge in Massachusetts to the Edmund Pettus Bridge in in Selma, Alabama, I think there's been a common theme, and that is the quest to be free, to have what we have declared in our most important document, the Declaration of Independence, to have sacred rights that are planted in each and every human heart by our God. And I hope that our 250th birthday of the country, we will resort back to some of those fundamental principles because the strongest nation on the earth acknowledging our God. And if we're not telling our story as Americans to rising generations, uh, ultimately that failure to communicate it will result in less cherishing of our country. So that's why we embarked on this. And I have to say, despite all that heavy talk that I've just given, kids come here and they have a blast. And it's uh, thus far, we've had three quarters of a million students, mostly from five southeastern states uh, annually. But we feel very blessed to be in this work and for it to be replicated in any way and even improved on, as I think the Utah recreation has the great potential to do, then I think we can all be excited and try to light a fire of liberty that is reaches every state in this nation and reminds us of our uh, common foundation. Yeah, and the American Village, if if you've never seen the American Village, you can go to AmericanVillage.org. That's their website. And you can see the the recreations that are there on the property. And so, Tom, you have 188 acres there in Alabama. And tell me what comprises that 188 acres. What, what do these kids, these three quarters of a million students come and what do they see? What's on the property? Well, they see historically inspired buildings, um, Washington Hall, uh, patterned after Mount Vernon, uh, the Colonial Courthouse, taken from the courthouse of 1774 in Williamsburg. Uh, Bruton Parish Church is replicated here in our chapel. The Liberty Hall has a replica of the East Room of the White House, and we have a full-size exact recreation of the Oval Office. And then there are numerous other buildings. Uh, We just opened the West Wing of what will be 
a recreation of Independence Hall. It um, has a multimedia presentation and exhibits related to the night of Paul Revere's ride. The night he was warning that the Redcoats were out and setting the stage for the shot fired that was heard around the world the very next day. And um, it's a very powerful and inspiring uh, building and story. But students aren't touring the buildings per se, because really the American Village is not about the buildings, even though I am extremely proud of, of the buildings that we have. It is about what takes place within that. We have an incredibly gifted staff of historical interpreters who portray persons of the past. And I say bar none in the country can compete with their professionalism and their uh, very nuanced portrayal of persons of the past. So when Patrick Henry gives his give me liberty or give me death address, you are there. It's uh, Abigail Adams is one of our featured interpreters, Ellis Wheatley, um, who was brought as a slave to Massachusetts and later was the first African-American to um, write a, a book of poetry and have it published. And she was a witness of the events around the Boston Massacre, which led to the revolution. And uh, all of these individuals, our, our school programs are built around these historical persons. And the students land right in the middle of the scene. When they go into a, uh, one of our performance spaces, the room, the settings are all historically accurate. And then you have a compelling engagement with one of our historical interpreters and i'm not a a brilliant individual by any means (laughs) but the key in building the village was persistence and that was enabled i truly believe that we have been the beneficiary of an abundance of providential care as i believe the nation has and When we started, my concept of the education that would take place, I asked our staff, how many sentences will we get at the supper table tonight? When the family sits down at at dinner, how many sentences will we get from the student who was here that day? And what is it we would like them to do? Well, every scene that they visit really has a takeaway one or two takeaways, and we hope that out of most of the scenes they will take away from the encampment, for example, that they would take away that, you know, our freedom has been secured by the sacrifice of men and women in every generation who have valued liberty more than life itself. And that way, maybe we'd get two or three sentences at the table, and in some ways, the young person who had been here by telling some of these stories will help reacquaint their parents about some of these fundamentals. And then the student is teaching a parent or helping them remember that long ago high school class. Yeah, I th- I think that's so 
it's so fun to think about what can these kids take back to their families because you know if you've got three quarters of a million students and then you times that by at least one other individual that they're going to be in contact with that they're going to share what they learned at the American Village or maybe their experience with Patrick Henry and they talk about his speech and and that does it it it, it reignites and then you can see how all of that influence just can flow outward in such a big way from such a from 188 acres in the middle of Alabama we get tons of visitors from out of state and I marvel that this is in the rolling hills of Alabama. But our state had very few Revolutionary War uh, direct experiences. And so we didn't look in the state in 1819. And, and so we've tried to create a time and place where freedom and liberty animated the people, not only through the American Revolution, but to establishment of a constitutional system of self-government. And we don't exist for the purpose of teaching history, but we feel like history is so important in building citizens and leaders for the future that this is just an essential part of an American education. And there's so many students, uh, you know, like you said, of the children maybe in the the southern, southeastern states, they, they might not have the ability to go travel to New England or to go to Washington, D.C. to to see some of these sites that were there. And they, they don't have the capabilities or their families don't. And so, you know, I think as we look at where United We Pledge wants to bring this American village, wants to expand it west so that there is more opportunity because there's children and families here in the West that don't have that ability to take their children to go and see the battlefield. They can't go stand at Valley Forge and stand on those fields and see the remnants and feel of the spirit of that place. They can't go to Gettysburg. They can't go to the National Mall. But if we can create that like you have in that area where these kids can have those experiences. I, I mean, I just, from personal experience, my my most sensitive moments to, the Amer- to American history are at those places. I grew up just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, and so I was around them all the time. And the spirit of the spirit of those pa- places, it really, it, it's so powerful. And to give that opportunity to those who might not have the ability to travel there is such a huge value that that you've done there with the American Village and that we hope with United We Pledge to do here in the West. We were so privileged to have the Balance of Nature team, United We Pledge, and here earlier in, well, late last year. And I just can't say enough about the vision that Lex Howard, his dad, Dr. Howard, and associates have had about embracing this idea. I don't think every state has to have one that looks like this one, but it ought to be consecrated to the perpetuation of the ideals of our American constitutional uh, form of self-government. And the fundamentals that underlie that, liberty is a God-given gift. And generations have demonstrated that they knew that. And... We just need to prepare a generation of citizens and leaders, I think, who are more informed, 
about who we are as a nation, as a people, as an American people, and that it would express itself, and that's my prayer, that it would express itself in unity. Tom, there's a quote on your website that says, let us together be the we in we the people and devote an appropriate amount of our time and talent fulfilling the highest office in America, that of citizen. Such a powerful statement and, and lends to what you were just saying that our our citizenship here in this country, you know, across denominational lines, across racial lines, across political lines, it doesn't matter. At the core of this country is that we are citizens and and that liberty that you spoke of that is our God-given right and to recognize it as such and share that because, you know, we, we look at what's going on in the world today and the people who do not benefit from the liberties that we do. And, you know, it's it's just devastating to see the effects on humans when that liberty is violated. Absolutely. And I also want to say a word about United We Pledge. I love that title. I love that name. And I know for a fact that the leadership of that organization doesn't use that title lightly. The core being family and faith and freedom. And we need to do all we can to strengthen each of those. And praying that we may merit God's continued blessings. And that's a sobering thought. We need to draw closer to our Creator, I, I believe, and embrace our families and embrace our fellow country and then women. Yeah, it is, it is like you said, a sobering thought, but something that places like your American Village are, are working to help to bring to the forefront, to, to educate and to help take that message into the next generation so that we can perpetuate what we have here in this great country and... It's just some amazing things that you've been doing. And, you know, as we work towards April 19th, which is the the date at which that we commemorate that shot heard around the world that you spoke about. And that is also when United We Pledge begins that effort, that, that literal physical effort of running this mission of the American village across the plains and over the Rocky Mountains here to southern Utah to plant a new American village, a new way of teaching those foundational things of family, of freedom, of faith here in southern Utah. And it's it's just something that is overwhelmingly wonderful to think of and and huge to imagine. But seeing that you were able to accomplish that there in Alabama, it's it's just our pleasure to hang on the coattails of that and to to bring this, you know, across across the the plains and see what we can do with it here. So, you know, thank you for your inspiration and all that you've done to bring everything, you know, that your message is just so strong and the lessons that are, are coming from the American village are are so powerful and we can only hope to to do something even equal to what you've created there. And so you know, Dennis Levitt when he called me to uh, ask about the run, and I, I said, well, that's a great idea as long as I'm not running. <laughs> oh, shoot. 
well, it's exciting uh, to, to launch that this year, and I think highly important to do so. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it will just be exciting as we get this going. And, and again, start what you started way back, you know, you envisioned back in the late 80s to, to see it spread like that. That has to be something that, you know, really, really touches your heart. I mean, to see that happen and to see your dreams expand like that as well. Well, I have to say that every day I come through the gate and I am humbled that through an abundance of providential care in the hands of so many, in the minds of so many, that what we have achieved. And um, I keep in mind George Washington's quote about the name American. He said... The name American, which you enjoy in your national capacity, must always exalt the just pride of patriotism. So when I said that the village isn't about the buildings, it's really about building in the hearts and minds of young people what Washington called the sacred fire of liberty. And uh, that's our, our mission. Yeah, and it's a, it's a mission that you guys are every day pledging, and we pledge on the heels of that mission to take it here to the West. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for your time today and for just your spirit and your patriotism. It's, it's just something that is palpable, and we appreciate you so much for, for taking your time out and being so gracious. really appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast. We encourage anyone that's near Alabama to come visit the American Village. And uh, I look forward to visiting the American Village of the West. Yes, and you, you will be one of its first visitors, we hope. So thank you so much, Tom. Thanks so much. This show would not be possible without support from Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature provides its customers with access to a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables in easy-to-take capsules. They take produce and put it through this advanced vacuum cold process that locks in nutrition and removes water using pressure. The produce is ground up and put into capsules, making it easy for you to get the nutrition you need from fruits and vegetables. For more info or to place an order, go to balanceofnature.com. You're going to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. Just use our discount code UWP. Thank you for listening to the United We Pledge podcast. It's brought to you by Balance of Nature. If you'd like to join us in inspiring freedom, faith, and family here in America, go to unitedwepledge.org. And don't forget to follow us on social media.